Wagner, 620 WTMJ, Pop Culture Corner, coming up in about a half hour. We will also live stream it, as we always do on Facebook, so you can watch us on Facebook Live and uh, get your motors running for this one. Okay, um, this time tomorrow, Donald Trump will be the next president of the United States. We're going to carry the inauguration uh, coverage from 10 until noon tomorrow. I'm actually taking off. um, I was going to go chase golf balls through the Arizona sun, but actually... It's not supposed to be sunny in Arizona. It's it's actually it is going Phoenix, Arizona. The forecast has it about the same as our forecast does, except a colder rain. So for a variety of reasons, we ended up kind of rescheduling the trip. So I'm going to be around here. Quick reminder: Sunday afternoon, I, I think it might be the the biggest Packers watch party ever. Turner Hall doors open at one. Kickoff is at two o five. Through our courtesy of our friends at the Paps Theater Group. Um, we are inviting you to come on down. It is free. There'll be, I mean, the beer is not going to be free. The liquor is not going to be free. But the event, getting in, no charge at all. Gene Miller is going to be emceeing it. Doors open at 1 o'clock. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be syncing up the radio broadcast to the uh, TV coverage. So we will turn down Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, turn up Wayne and Larry, have a lot of fun. And every time the Packers score, I know Gene's got swag to give away. I was saying this earlier. I saw I saw some of the stuff that, that they had, and I, I actually I wanted to help myself to it. But I, 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 it's for you. It's not for me. So I, I let that go. All right. I, back in another life, when I was chasing drug dealers, there were multiple occasions where we would do raids on houses, and we would find enormous amounts of cash. At, at one point, I think the largest amount of cash I ever found or found in a case I worked on was about $350,000. Because th- this will sound dumb to to you, but cash is a problem for, for some people because cash is only, I mean, cash is just paper. It, it's only good if you can figure out a way to spend it on, on something. And the problem, for example, the drug dealers have, if, if you're, okay, you're a 22-year-old drug dealer, who's got no job, and all of a sudden you start surfacing a bunch of cash. You go out and you, you, you buy, you buy a $100,000 car, or you decide you want to buy a fancy house or something. Red flags are going to go up because it's going to be, okay, how's this 21-year-old kid, guy, how, where is he getting the money? So you would have these drug dealers that would have enormous amounts of cash that they, they had stashed, and what they needed to do is they needed to find people, bankers, car dealers, whatever, people who could help them launder the money so they could spend it. But we used to find these enormous amounts of cash, and that was always one of the biggest issues, you know, people having huge amounts of, of cash. Um, lots of times if people have cash, it's not reported as taxes and things like that. Now, I was thinking about that because there's a big story in the New York Times over the weekend, the Times Magazine, about how uh, two months ago in, in India – what they did is they essentially declared all the cash to be invalid, like all the, the existing cash was no longer going to be good beyond a certain date. And so what happened is you had to go in and you had to deposit the cash. And then they've come out with um, they're still going to have a little bit of cash, but it's going to be bigger bills. Um, but it, it's it's only going to replace the cash that they're going to have in circulation is only going to replace about 20% of the cash that went out of circulation. So if you were a drug dealer, for example, and you had $350,000 in your attic and they announced, hey, um, you, January 1st, January 1st, you've got to trade this all in or else it's going to be no good. I mean, you would 
you know, when you look at the illegal, uh, you know, the, the illegal, like the black markets that are out there, you would create just huge ripples if you said, hey, these greenbacks aren't, aren't good anymore. And that's pretty much what they did in India. But like I say, they also only plan to replace about 20% of the cash. And part of the thinking behind this is, you know, cash creates this huge, you know, kind of illegal enterprise. People don't need to use cash. You know, there's cards and there's all these things. So I was thinking about that in light of um, something that happened a couple weeks ago here. I'm sitting in this meeting with a number of members of our staff, all of whom, or most all of whom, are substantially younger than me. And I just, I asked this question going around the table. I said, okay, who among you has cash, is carrying cash? And I would say, out of 10 people, and I'm kind of approximating approximating this, five people had no cash at all. No cash at all. Another two or three had a couple bucks. I mean, less than 10 bucks. And I think there were two other people who had like maybe $20. Now, I had without going into details, I, I still carry cash for a variety of reasons. I had a lot more cash, but I was just struck. I'm thinking, you really, you go out of the house and, and you don't, you know, you, you don't have any cash at all. And it was, no, I, I don't. Hondo, who's producing the show today, cash, you carrying cash? You have some today, but oftentimes, you, often you have no cash. You go out of the door, you go out of the house with no cash, and your thinking is you don't need cash because you've got credit cards if you want to buy something, so you pay for credit with stuff for credit cards all the time, or a debit card. All right, 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Toll-Free Talk Line. I, continue, I recognize that as somebody who pays cash for almost everything. If it's a big purchase, I will use a credit card. If I'm buying gas, I use the credit card because they don't want to go in. It's just just simpler to do that. But as a general rule, if I am out to dinner and I'm paying for a meal, I pay for it with cash. If I'm going through the burger doodle drive through window and I'm buying it, I pay for the stuff with cash. I'm one of the, but I'm beginning to think that I'm kind of this dinosaur when it comes to doing that. 414-799-1620, That's the Acunet Mortgage toll-free talk line for a variety of reasons, whether it's trying to get at illegal stashes of money that are out there that the government ever finds, or the simple fact that people just don't use cash anymore. Is it time to trash cash? 414-799-1620-800-877-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage toll-free talk line. And do you find yourself more and more just not carrying much, if any, cash? And why? We discuss next. Stick around. 1115. Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. Eleven eighteen, Jeff Wagner, six twenty WTMJ. In India, the government is moving towards a, a cashless society. We might be doing that here in the United States, not by governmental rule, but just because more and more people decided they're not carrying cash around. Should we trash cash? And and how often do you carry cash anymore? 414-799-1620. PJ in West Dallas. PJ, you're first. Good morning. PJ. Hello? Hi, PJ. Hey, I, I, uh, not only do I not carry cash with me, um, I usually purchase things. If they have Apple Pay, I'll use my right. mobile phone. And uh, even online with PayPal, I'll just use that. And with Amazon, I, with one click of a button, I'll 
I'll be able to purchase things. The only time I use cash is uh, is for tipping. Yeah, okay. And I okay. usually plan ahead for that. Okay. So if you're going through if you're going through a drive-through or something, you're you're not going to you're, you're you know you're ordering your your sandwich or whatever. You're, you're and it's two or three dollars. Even if it's only two or three bucks, you're still going to be you know using your phone or using your credit card. You're you're not going to be given coin of the realm, huh? Uh, absolutely. Why not? Um. I like to carry a really thin wallet. Okay. There's only like a few things in my wallet. Okay. And uh, I just and I don't like carrying change either. Okay. Yeah. No. Well, I, 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 the change I get. I mean, thanks. For, I mean, change. I, I've told the story before. I mean, my rule is, you know, every time I go home, whatever change I've accumulated immediately goes into plastic cup. When plastic cups filled up, it goes into a, a jar. And when the jars are two jars, and when they're filled up, they, they go to the bank. And I, I mean, I understand the wallet thing. Now, I, I'm the other way around. If you remember the old uh, Seinfeld show, the George Costanza wallet, you know, the thing that's like jammed through with everything. I'm working on this. I'm working on this, but I'm. I'm closer to a Costanza wallet than the other way. People will look at my wallet and they might say, my God, look how big that is. 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage toll-free talk line. Do you carry cash? Why or why not? Steve in Muskego. Steve, you're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am well, thank you. Okay. Have, have you gotten cash out of your life? Cash is still in my life, but at the same time, I like the credit side for two things. Okay. Um, first one being the credit card reward points that I get by using plastic. Right. And the other one being I use a, an app that tracks all my purchases. Right. Um, and I don't get it. Basically, reads my bank statements and does the read only back to my back to my account where I can track all the things that I'm using for budgeting. And that just doesn't come with the cash side of things. Only with the credit. Um. For for so for even small purchases like you know two or three bucks you know you're you 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 bought gas you've walked inside you want a cup of coffee and a donut or something like that you're still going to you're going to pay credit for that cup of coffee and donut. Correct. Uh, the big thing I'm I'm not a big fan of change either. Right. So, <laughs> as, in, as in coins and change and having to fill my pockets with that. So yeah. any I mean if the place accepts credit. I will normally always do that, but I always have some cash with me just in case, but not to say that I use it. Uh, interesting. Thanks. For, see, it, it, this is, and this is just an attitudinal thing. If if I go out of the house without whatever this number, X amount of cash in my pocket, I feel just I feel just as naked as if I would go out of the house without the cell phone. I mean, it's just I, I'm always carrying at least a, a bit of cash. Some people might say you might not have to say shouldn't say that on the radio. Well, it's it's, but at the same time. You know, my my bigger concern is, from a theft perspective or whatever, it would be like tracking down all the credit cards and stuff. 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. Let's talk to, um, let's see, Tom in Mequon. Tom, you're on 620 WTMJ. Yeah, hello, how are you doing? Real well, thank you. Should we trash cash, or are you still one of these guys that are into it? You still carry it like uh, I do. I'm into it. I, I can't go away from it. I have one credit card, my business credit card. And I use that, you know, for business tracks at transactions. But I, I, I usually have two, three hundred dollars in my wallet. Okay, so you're kind of you're like me. If you go and if, if you were going out to lunch today, chances are you you'd, you'd be paying for that lunch. You sit down, you know, you you run up a fifteen dollar bill for lunch. You're paying for it with cash. That is correct. Okay, now people, there's people out there that think you and I are nuts because you don't get the credit card reward points or all those type of things. I, and and they're they're right to an extent. I just I don't know. I I just like paying for stuff and not having to worry about paying it off later on. 
Right. Well, I went through a, a few of those uh, uh, situations where somebody got a hold of my card, and yeah. you know, I, now we're, we're we're going through that rigmarole. And my card, actually, my business credit card, it's probably two, three times a year. They just shut it down for one reason or another. Yeah. And now it's you know five days, and oh yeah, and I'm waiting for them to to, to get the. They usually rush it out a, a little quicker now, but right. You know, I. I I don't know. It's, it's, oh, no, I, I've I, had other credit cards, numerous, uh, you know, department stores, and it just was such a struggle. Um, thanks, Nicole. Well, again, it's 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 funny because I, I, I've also been kind of sympathetic to the merchants because, of course, you know, especially on small purchases, you have merchants that have to, in, in exchange for being able to use, in, in exchange for the right to, like, take credit cards, they have to pay a certain percentage. And I'm I'm trying to imagine the, the merchant, and it's like a 5 or $6 purchase, and somebody's using a credit card, and the margin is almost nothing. But I'm, I just, I don't know why, but I just, I, I'm not anti-credit cards. I have credit cards. I use credit cards, but typically, you know, again, for the bigger purchases. Kathy in Cedarburg. Kathy, you're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. Hi, Hi Kathy. I prefer hi. I prefer cash. I just think it's faster, and I do use. I noticed on my credit card, I had seven dollars. But when I was a child, my dad and mom got married, and he made my mom rip up her credit card. So I'm here. <laughs> I don't like to owe anybody anything, and yeah. I just I said there should be a store, a line in the store that is cash only, as opposed to twenty items or less. The other day, I was behind somebody, and the lady was all upset because. Not upset, but because the chip credit card took too long. Yeah, yeah. Those so. chip, those chip readers. I think they're getting better, but they take. They seem to me to take forever. Um, now, at least the one thing I will say with the credit cards, it's quicker than the checks. This is always one of my pet peeves, where right. people. Yep. Wait until like all the groceries have been rung up, and then it occurs to them they've got to write out the check. It's kind of like, come yeah. on, be ready. <laughs> That's it. Now, thanks. I, you know, it's to me, it's kind of an interesting conversation. I, I think is this going to happen today or tomorrow? No, but I do think that as as more and more people get familiar with the technology, I think we're moving more and more towards a cashless society. Today, tomorrow, no. But I think when you look at what they did in India, and like I say, there's lots of different reasons for it, but it's been received apparently pretty well, again, because fewer and fewer people do what, what I do, which is carry cash. 1125, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. <laughs> Eleven twenty-seven. Jeff Wagner, six twenty. WTMJ. Um, this is the story is kind of related to what we were just talking about. Netflix, and I keep meaning to sign up for Netflix. I am I am one of the last people in America that does not have Netflix. I I, recog- I recognize that, and it, it's on. I got this new TV. It's on the TV. All I have to do is go click on this and fill out the stuff, and I will be joining the Netflix crowd. And I, I, one of the things that's so cool is there's now all this individual programming, these new programming, and I, I know I want to watch it. It's just I've had a lot, a lot of stuff going on in the last year or so, and I just I haven't gotten around to, to doing this. But just like you know, people are now moving away from using cash, this, this Netflix story is incredible. Um, Netflix um, had a huge, huge uh, um, explosion of their stock price because um, – Netflix added 5.8 million 
paying members between October and December of 2016. So the stock price went through the roof because they, they missed, they, they beat all their, their earnings estimates and they beat their subscriber estimates because you've got all these people who are now saying, hey, we, we want to go with the Netflix model. So, you know, they were, they were showing up. I, I bring this up because th- there's no question that the, the future of like terrestrial television and stuff, it, it, it is changing dramatically. And you're starting to see that now with the different subscriber services and things like Netflix and now Amazon and all those things. And it's it's just, I think, 10 or 15 years from now, just like we might be looking back and talking about how we, we never, gosh, everybody used to, people used to carry cash. Now nobody does that anymore. I think the way people, like, for example, perceive like television to get their entertainment, it's going to be through some of these Netflix models. Interestingly, one the one aspect of Netflix's business, which is going down, is the, the purchase of DVDs. Um, you know, they're noticing people People just aren't actually, they're, they're streaming the stuff, they're downloading it, but they're not actually buying the physical DVDs, and they're estimating that in the next five years or so, they might be completely out of the DVD business. And, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when the big deal was go to Blockbuster Video and rent a VHS tape on a Friday night. Just saying. Pop Culture Corner is coming up. Get your motors revved. Eleven thirty-four. Jeff Wagner, six twenty. WTMJ. Why listen to Buck and Aikman during the weekend's NFC title game when you can listen to Larry and McCarran? Watch the game at Turner Hall this Sunday while Wayne and Larry call every play. Don't miss the hometown call at Turner Hall. I love that alliteration. This Sunday, beginning at one o'clock, sponsored by Master Z's and your neighborhood Ace Hardware store. All right, we do this feature every week. At uh, this time, 11.35 on Thursday mornings, I call it Pop Culture Corner. Um, it's our chance to stop talking about some of the sort of largest issues of the day. We don't talk about politics, okay? You know, and I understand there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, but every once in a while I think it's good to take kind of a deep breath and take a walk down memory lane or, or talk about some of the fun stuff. So I call this Pop Culture Corner. Sometimes we talk about movies, sometimes TV, sometimes sports, sometimes food, sometimes books, just sometimes music, depending on, again, what's going on in the world in a particular week, what captures my fancy, and I hope will then tickle your fancy. I'm, uh, I mentioned this a while back. I'm in the, uh, I'm in the market for a, a new vehicle. I, I've just, I, every time I say this, I'm, I'm driving, my principal car is a 2010 Ford Escape, and it's got a bunch of miles on it, and people keep saying, okay, Jeff, it's, it's time to get yourself a new car. And I, I understand, because now I've got car envy, because my vehicle, while it is perfectly fine, runs fine, but it doesn't have a lot of the bells and whistles, doesn't have the backup camera, doesn't have heated seats, doesn't have anything that all my friends' cars have, so I, I've now gone into this sort of car envy thing. So I'm in the market for you know a new SUV. I'm kind of waiting for, uh, there's a couple models that are coming out, and I, I want to test drive, once the once the new Mazda comes out, I want to test drive that. I compare it to the Honda and compare it to the Ford, all those different things. So I've got that going on. So I'm kind of in the market for this. And so I, I've been paying more attention to, to cars. In Milwaukee, um, one of the big events is the auto show that they roll out you know, every early spring. And this um, year, it's February 25th to March 5th. It, is, uh, it follows the big Chicago auto show, which is uh, February 11th. So that's coming up. It, it's coming up in a very short period of time. And I'm all kind of excited about those. So I've been thinking about cars. Now, as a general rule, 
I'm not a car guy. I mean, to me, cars are transportation. I want something that looks okay. I want something that's not going to break down. I want reliability. But I, I've not been I've not been somebody that just over the course of my life, you know, really falls in love with cars. And I don't have any mechanical aptitude, so I don't work on them and things like that. But but there is sort of a sentimental attachment. I, I have to acknowledge that when it comes time to you know, give up my current vehicle. I'm going to be a little bit sorry because it's been a good car for me for a a number of years. And it's got me thinking back to, I don't know, some of the other cars that I've owned over the course of my lifetime, some of which I really, really loved, and some of which I have really, really hated. I thought thought for Pop Culture Corner this week, given the fact that you got the auto shows that are right around the corner, I thought we'd talk cars. 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage toll-free talk line. Was there a car that you really absolutely, totally loved? Car that maybe you just, you're, you know, you're sorry to this day that you had to give it up. That, that car of your dreams that, that you had at one point in time, you know, is there a vehicle like that in your life? What was it? When was it? And why was that the car of the dreams? Was it the car or was it because of events and circumstances in the time of your life? For Pop Culture Corner this week, we talk about cars of your life, your favorite car, the best car you ever owned, and the story behind it. 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage toll-free talk line during the segment. I always advise, first of all, go with your first instinct. Don't try to overthink it. And secondly, our phone lines tend to jam up, so I would encourage you to call early. We'll try to get through as many calls as we can. And in just a moment or two, we're going to be live streaming the segment on our Facebook Live, so you can participate there as well, and you can see what the inside of this studio looks like. I'm wearing my little Packers pullover today. 414-799-1620. Back with your calls next. 1138 Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. It's 1142 Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ Pop Culture Corner. We have just hit the magic button, and so we are live streaming on Facebook. Best car you ever owned, and you can watch us and uh, participate in a number of different fashions. All right. Let's start with Paul in West Dallas. Paul, you're first. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I am well, thank you. Okay, I'm in the mood for a car. What was the best car you ever owned? Uh, to set this up, I was the youngest in the family, so I got everybody's hand-me-down <laughs> car. Right. So when, it, so when it came time to buy my first car, it was a 1996 Honda Civic hatchback. Brand new model for that year. Uh, I upgraded the stereo system to something premium uh so it was my first you know my first brand new car and i just i just absolutely fell in love with it i lost it in an accident i yeah. rear-ended i rear-ended a, 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 a pickup truck <laughs> and uh, i've missed it ever since so for you it was it, it the car was nice but it was really kind of like your your first love you know just kind of like the first woman you fell in love with it's the first the first car you had that you fell in love with yeah, I think well, there, that's that's a good reason. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty eight hundred eight seven seven one six twenty. Another Paul in Charlotte, North Carolina. Paul, good morning. You're in six twenty WTMJ. Good morning. Okay, your favorite car. Oh, what's the weather like in Charlotte today? It is. I'm driving down the street. It is seventy six degrees <laughs> and a little bit uh, cloudy. Okay. cloudy. Well, it's thirty three degrees here and and a lot cloudy. <laughs> but I but I'll tell you, I, I will take thirty three degrees the third week in January. Okay. So what's your favorite car? The car that you fell in love with? Well, it wasn't anything extravagant. It's probably one of the cheapest cars I ever brought, but I dream about having it over again and again. I was, it was in the 80s. I was stationed at Aviano, Italy, and uh, someone sold me an Austin Mini Cooper. Okay. It was $200, 
but it drove like nothing I've ever driven. And I always dream about getting one again. Of course, it's, you know, I got kids and <laughs> family and everything, and I'd never be able to, uh, right. you know, I wouldn't use it, you know? Right. But it's still, but you, really, you, you, you think of it fondly. No, I, I get it. Thanks for the call. Facebook Live. Greg writes, most fun car I've ever owned, a 1986 Dodge Shelby Char- Charger Turbo. That was my first car. Hmm, that was very good. That He's writing that's his first car. Let's talk to Judy in Milwaukee. Judy, good morning. You're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. Thank you for calling. Stop talking to me. Thanks for calling. My first car, after I had all my used cars, was a 1974 uh, 383 Barracuda. I'm telling you, a hot chick in a hot car. That must have been a fun one to drive around in. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) I just loved it. And uh, two of my nephews went and got their driver's license off that car. And, uh, but I, I was really a, a speedster. <laughs> you, yeah, I, I have that. Well, that, thanks. You see, that's, that's one of those type of vehicles. I could understand how that would happen. Lynn Wright's 2006 Mustang GT. You know, actually, one of the things I was thinking about when, in launching this topic was one of the things that, that motivated me is, um, you know, Mustangs got, the, the new Mustangs are coming out and they're getting really, really, really good reviews. Ted writes, I miss my 1972 Pontiac Le Mans GTO. Not only my all-time favorite car, but it was the car I owned when I met my wife. Uh Uh-huh. See, that's it. Cars bring back certain memories as well. 414-799-1620 is the number. Let's talk to John in Oconomowoc. John, good morning. You're in 620 WTMJ. Good morning. What do you think? My favorite car was a 68 Cougar. It was a beautiful car. I had it repainted candy apple red with (laughs) silver and gold metal flakes. Okay. And I had the engine built, and it was beautiful. I used to race it at Union Grove in oh. sportsman racing. Really? Oh, yeah. And oh. I, I really missed that car. And then I was getting too many tickets with it. <laughs> so, so I sold it. But check this out. I sold it, and I bought a Mark IV. Okay. A used one. Right. A 73 Mark IV. And I got two tickets in two weeks because it rode so smooth you couldn't tell how fast you were going. Yep. All of a sudden you look down, you see the bubble lights. You look, you see the bubble lights in the background. You go, my goodness, what happened? Dana writes uh, a 1936 Buick Special bought when I was 21. Loved every minute of it. Um, was my first child. I had to sell it because of family issue. Needed cash. I don't think she means 1936. I think she probably means like 1986. John writes, mine was a 1967 Chevy Impala. Why? Big back seat for necking. Shame on you, John. 414-799-1620-800-877-1620. Greg in Houstisford. Greg, good morning. You're on 620 WTMJ. Hey, good morning, Jeff. My car that I wish I really, really had was a 1967 Shelby Mustang GT 350 at water. In 1970, when I was 20 years old, I had it for 20 years, and uh, the war forced me to sell it, but I wish I really had that car right now. Wow. Yeah, that's it. see, that's the type of thing. You know, these, these cars that are just sort of fun to drive and just look really great. You know, one of the things that I find about the new cars nowadays is because of the emission standards and all these things, you, you just, and the fuel economy requirements, so many of them just just kind of look the same. Uh, you, you don't have the differences that you had over time. 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. Dan in Oak Creek. Dan, you're on 620 WTMJ. Hello. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for taking the call. Favorite car? 1984 
Mazda RX-7. Yeah. And I'm six foot two, and I did not fit in it. But it, <laughs> I loved that car. <laughs> I well, you know, I um I dated a girl in college who um, and so it had been a couple years before that. But you know, I know we went and she looked long and hard at at the Mazda RX seven. It's a couple years before yours, and and just never quite pulled the trigger on it. And I I just I always wanted to buy it because I wanted to be able to drive it. <laughs> you know, but but it the, was a great deal of fun to drive. You know, there was cars that were faster and cars that uh, handled better, but not many, and not for the price. Yeah, it was, it was sweet and. Yes, and life and maturity gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, isn't that isn't that funny how it works? It's just kind of next thing you know, you're you're driving around in a station wagon, or you know that that SUV with the the extra the extra seat back for the for the kids. Thanks for going. No, it's see that that's it. But that's the great thing about cars. You can always you can always remember my um very close friend of mine had a boy. A couple of my buddies had had convertibles back in the day, and the the best thing in the world was having buddies who had convertibles because you know you didn't. And I understand convertibles are better now in the winter than they were, but back then it was kind of cold in the winter. But I'm telling you, in the summer, going to drive-in movies and stuff, absolutely tremendous. Mark in Williams Bay. Mark, you're on six twenty WTMJ. Hello. Howdy. Hi, Mark. My first car was a Volkswagen sixty three Red Beetle. Bought it from a buddy of mine who joined the Air Force, sold it to me for 350 bucks. That car could float, and it could drive on sidewalks. It was great. Mm. You know, um, I'm driving a VW Beetle today. That, that's, it's the, you know, it's, it's my second car. And um, it's, those are, now, of course, it's not, you know, a 1963 thing, and I don't want to find out if my vehicle floats. But at the same time, it, those are fun little cars to drive. I, I have fun driving it. It was a gas. I did have to carry an ice scraper because the defroster didn't work. And if you had yourself or anybody else in the car, you wouldn't. So you had to scrape the ice off the inside as you're driving in the wintertime. It was really wonderful. Thanks for I mean, I mean, I just think of the whole generation of the, the VW stuff. And then you had like the, the VW buses. I was at an auto show not that long ago. And, and they had like one of the sort of original VW buses that, I mean, I remember if you're a child of the 60s, and I'm actually a child of the 70s, but if you were a child of the 60s, um, you you remember, or at least you pretend to remember the, the VW buses. Let's talk to Kent in Pewaukee. Kent, you're on 620 WTMJ. Hey, Jeff. I got morning. I got a real oddball for you. My favorite car, and I just sold it not too long ago, was a 1975 International Scout. Really? Okay. Yeah. Tell me why. You're right. That is an unusual choice. Yeah. Why? Well, it was made by International Harvester, the right. farm tractor people. Um, and, well, in Wisconsin, they're pretty rare because they rotted like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> there was never anything left of them. Right. But uh, it was a great car, and I loved taking it to the car shows. I owned it for 13 years. Right. And uh, I loved taking it to the car show, especially with my car buddies, because they'd have all their hopped-up show cars and stuff. <laughs> but everybody had a scout story. Yeah. I had an uncle that gave me, you know, I, I had it. They would say I had an uncle that 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 taught me how to drive a stick in it. Or, uh, you know, one right. lady told me about how she lived so far back into the woods. The only way the mailman could get there was through a with an international scout. And then five minutes after she left, a mailman come by and said, "Oh, I used to drive one of these things." Everybody had and, a story. Uh, cool. 
Everybody had a story. It was, uh, yeah, it was a great vehicle. And uh, every time I go out in the garage and look at that empty space, I kick myself. You so. miss it. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, um, let's see. On Facebook Live, Bob writes, I didn't own it. My dad sold his 1968 Camaro. When he sold it, I was 14. I begged him not to. I wanted this for my um, first car. Worst thing is he sold it to a family friend. So I had to see it for the next several years, adding insult to injury. I'm 51 and it still bugs me. Um, yeah, th- those Camaros. I had a um i had a 72 pontiac firebird um and i my parents got used and um i i always i mean that was kind of like you know the the competitor to the camaro um the problem with that the, at least the car i had i had kind of bad memories of that because it really looked good but it was it was a mechanic's dream at least my 72 firebird i tell you that thing spent more time in the shop used to drive me crazy sandy in waukesha sandy you're in 620 wtmj good morning Good morning, Jeff. I love your program, and this topic is just so great, as you can tell by all the callers you're getting in. My first car is my most memorable car, because it was a 1957 Chevy, and I bought it all by myself uh, during my senior year in college. Was my father ever ever upset? (laughs) But it was the pink one with the fins on the back, and every time I go to an old car show and I see that Chevy, I just want to cry, because... That was my freedom. It was my growing up. I now did it. I finished college and I bought my first car. You yeah. were kind of like it's sort of like the, the pink ladies in the movie Grease and yes. stuff. You know that. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And my favorite car right now is the one that I own. It's uh, Cameron Red 2015 Nissan. I love that car. Okay, you 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 are a red gal. I'm getting the sense. <laughs> is, that, is that it? Well, my 57 Chevy was pink. Right, well, right, but I mean pink, yeah. red. I mean yeah. those those kind of yeah. colors. I mean, thank, yeah. thanks for calling. No, I am. I, I um, yeah, I, I I know that my late wife red red cars. I mean that that was it. So you know, it's, it it didn't it didn't. That was one of the first questions about you know she she just had to have a a, a red car. I was like, like, what what color red does this come in? And you know that that was always one of the different uh, choices that we had. Let's talk to um, let's see, Margaret in Bayview. Margaret, you're on six twenty WTMJ. Good morning. Hi there, how are you? I am well, thank you. Okay, your favorite car? Well, our favorite car, my husband's and mine, was a 1976 Vega. Um, We bought it used from one of those little ladies that only drove it on Sunday. (laughs) Right. And my husband spent years changing it into an electric car. Right. Oh, wow. Um, He had a friend that had a... um, one of those shops that you can make stuff in. I cool. Don't know what it's called. Oh, oh. Um, so it took him a couple of years. He he made it electric. He was finished with it in 1982 or 83, um, end of 83, beginning of 82. Um, and he actually was on Channel 6 when <laughs> um, he had to go for an emissions test. Okay. He, he, he still had to come and show them right. so that, that it was electric. Well, that's very cool. Thanks. I mean, he, he, before electric cars got famous. Okay, we're just about out of time. Greg writes, I learned to drive in a 1978 Trans Am. Great car, but mechanic's dream is right. Oh, that, that's the great thing. I've been trying to think about this. I had I had a Honda Prelude before before they messed around, they, they changed the complete design and ruined it. But I had a Honda Prelude, I, I want to say like 82, 84, somewhere in that lane. And I just, I loved that car. I've always, I've always been very sorry I gave up that car. But, 
you, you never know. My, maybe my next car is going to be the one that's like that. Anyways, this was fun. We've got it posted on Facebook Live. You can go back. You can co- continue to participate in the discussion as well. Um, every once in a while, kind of fun to take a walk down memory lane, your favorite car. It is 11.55. In just a couple minutes, we'll find out what's coming up on WTMJ Today. Stick around. 11.58, Jeff Wagner, 6.20, WTMJ, WTMJ Today, coming up in just a couple minutes, Eric Bilstad and a special guest today. A 1977 Bonneville, by that the way. That was your 77 yeah, Bonneville? Yep, it was gold. Gold. It power windows. It was a remarkable machine. My absolute favorite vehicle. One of my friends had a Bonneville convertible. Ooh, and it was, like I was saying earlier, the best thing in the world back then was to have a friend who had a convertible that you, you know, <laughs> so, you know, so you, right. could, you could drive around it. All right, well, we got coming up on the big show. We are going to be joined, by the way, uh, Brian Fraley is going to be in studio with us for the Great. three hours. Brian will be here tomorrow. Always well. welcome. And we are going to be joined at 1235, former Green Bay Packers center Bill Curry. He was part of Super Bowl One. Fantastic guy. He's been a coach, he's been an analyst. He I read his book. Yeah, he's, he's got a book. I've read the book, yeah. Brilliant guy. I talked to him on the phone, and we're going to get him on the air with us here at 1235. So you know, he lives in Atlanta, by the way. He was not, yeah, you know, his book, very critical of Lombardi. He, yeah. he was, mm-hmm. you know, he was not a Lombardi fan when he played for the Packers. Well, um, Lombardi left him out to dry. He got drafted immediately after that because of the expansion draft. So Got him. Okay, I'm getting, the, I'm getting the wrap it up. Oh, we got to go. All, all right, right, WTMJ today coming up. I am off tomorrow, back Monday at 830 when we do it all again. Go Packers, Jeff Wagner.